3: feeling about
1: this. Welcome to episode 294 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhardt. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And, um... I'm recording under a tornado watch conditions. I don't know about you, buddy, but it's been pretty scary over here today.
0: Yeah, it definitely has been over here as well. (laughs) So,
1: there was actually a tornado in in your city. uh, Yeah. I am, right? Well, uh, sort of in a circle all around where Jesse and I live. Yeah. We got lucky like that. Um, Boy, I love living somewhere where there's a tornado season. I th- that is fun. That's good yeah, fun. Right. Um, so who knows, maybe this is my last episode of Blue Harvest. I might get twirled up, sent off to the goddamn World of Oz. No. And then somebody finds my Zoom recorder. Next to me, I'm ass down on a flagpole in Tennessee or something. Oh my goodness. And they find my Zoom recorder, and on that sd card is the last episode of blue harvest so if if you are someone who found this uh post it on the internet man think of the downloads live recording of me getting sucked up by a tornado shoot that would be awful that wouldn't that wouldn't go viral (laughs) it would go like dark web viral (laughs) um so uh how's your week been buddy
0: Um, it's been good. Cool. It's been a good week. I can't complain. How's yours?
1: Pretty long, pretty, pretty tough work week, but you know, what can you do? What can you do? Yeah, right. Um, you've been getting caught up on the Marvel Disney plus shows. I see. Yeah. Yeah.
0: My baby girl has been giving me trouble at night, which has provided me some unwanted time. And the wee hours of the evening in the morning to watch Marvel stuff. Nice. And so I've been getting caught up.
1: So you you finally watched WandaVision and you watched the first Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: I did. I absolutely did.
1: So without going into any spoilers, I would feel a little weird doing WandaVision spoilers because it hasn't been over that long, right? Right. Uh, And, you know, we're not a Marvel podcast like... I think it's a reasonable expectation. If you t- tune in, we might spoil like the most current episode of the Mandalorian or whatever newest Star Wars movie has just come out. But I feel kind of shitty just dropping WandaVision spoilers all over the place.
0: You're right.
1: But without spoilers, what'd you think? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Um,
0: you know, I told this to you earlier. I, I thought it could have been a little longer like some of that stuff could have had bigger reveals and sizzles like and i I but you know I understand pacing you know people aren't gonna want all that like you know but yeah, i i get I get what they did and I see that and it's awesome like I'm yeah. so glad that that exists um it really increases my. It, bring, it brings home the fact of how powerful uh, the Scarlet Witch is.
1: Yeah, I feel like for a couple of characters that didn't get much spotlight because, you know, they're they're relegated to like. Because they're not Robert Jr. <laughs> well, you know, no, yeah, they didn't get their own. solo. this is essentially their their solo movie. Uh, right. I thought it did a good job of like giving them the spotlight. Um, I thought so and I actually came away liking it a good bit. I do feel like for me personally, kind of petered out towards the end and like, I don't know. In the last couple of episodes, there was a bit of cringe for me where a couple moments that felt like, I don't know, a Disney a Disney channel original movie or something. Oh really? Yeah. I, I don't know. Get that feel just a little cheese. And, I mean, it's a superhero thing, so there's yeah. a certain amount of cheese to be expected, but it just, I don't right. know what it was. Well, I mean, I could go into things that I thought were a, a tiny bit cheesy, but once again, that would be spoilers. But overall, right. I thought it was pretty good, uh, and I'm enjoying Falcon and the Winter Soldier so far. It's crazy to see um, just the scale of a Marvel movie serialized week right. to week, and, although, like... The cool thing is, is I don't think without Disney Plus, we would have ever gotten something like WandaVision. Because I can't imagine them turning that into a movie. Like the, especially how that series starts off, that seemed like it would be a, I don't know, maybe a bit of a tougher sell for a two hour movie, you know? Right. But uh, I'm glad to see the Marvel stuff and then there's going to be Loki in a couple of months, so. Which, that's going to be good. Yeah, I bet you that will be cool. The trailer for it is pretty good looking. I really like
0: Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. I like the standalone movie a lot, too. I like The Sorcerer Supreme. So, I like the idea of, you know, the magical mcu characters getting together if they if they do
1: like well you know that's scarlet witch and a lot of what dr strange what a lot of the scarlet wanda vision seems to be as a setup to her being in the second dr strange movie
0: oh that'll be cool
1: so yeah that'll be cool all right so before we uh, get on with the discussion this week let me give you guys a tasty bowl of business uh you can follow us on Twitter, Twitch and Instagram at blue harvest pod. Uh, you can follow our YouTube channel. Just search for blue harvest of star Wars podcast on YouTube. There'll be links for all of these things in the show notes as well. Uh, you might want to be following that YouTube and that Twitch channel for something that's going to be coming up here. And I don't know about six weeks. Um, and, uh, if you really like the show and you want to support us, you can for as little as $3 a month over on our Patreon page where you sign up, you pick a tier and you get access to all of our exclusive podcasts, podcasts like cooking with will. Oh no, it's Hall Solo low jaws, blue harvest adventures, podula rasa, masters of harvest Kasi star Wars year by podcast, blue harvest adventures. Did I say that one twice? I might have. Oh no, it's mm-hmm. Hall Solo. low and a bunch of other stuff and you can find that over at patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast big old shout out to our patrons you guys are the best so buddy we are hurting this week for stuff to talk about oh yeah there ain't a whole lot to talk about in fact Looking through things, there was really just one small thing that I was like, yeah, I guess we could talk about that. That sort of uh, hits a couple of mine and Will's interests. And, you know, I was telling you before we started recording that we've had some slow weeks in the past. There's definitely been, you know, the occasional um, uh, weeks where there wasn't a whole lot of going on. But phew, this one's pretty bad. Yeah. So uh, before we get into that one news, I'm, I thought I'd tell you a little story. But something came up this weekend when I was hanging out uh, talking to Steve over Discord. We were hanging out this weekend. And I can't remember what brought it up, but it reminded of me of this thing that happened in high school. Have I ever told you the story about man digging his duke? No. Okay. So my freshman year of high school, you know how in high school you have to get a certain amount of credits to graduate and they're in different categories and stuff. And there's like a athletic credit or whatever. So I'm disabled, right? Didn't really want to just go to P.E. and just sit on the bleachers during P.E. Because that's what I would have had to do. Basically would have been there for show. Uh, Can't really sign up for extracurricular sports activities so what my principal and the coach of the jv high uh jv football squad decided was they would make me the manager of the jv football team oh no and you know what the manager that's just a fancy word for right no i don't the water boy oh no so i was the water boy for the jv football squad which you know was all kids younger than me because i'm a freshman so these are all kids in like you know what sixth seventh eighth grade yeah so i would have to go to practice every day do water boy activities i would have to go to away games go to home games and there was this incident that happened while i was the quote-unquote manager of the jv football team that i call and i'm sure other people call the man dig and his duke (laughs) and <laughs> okay so there was this kid who i believe was one year younger than me it was probably in eighth grade <coughs> who um as the legend was told we were all out on the football field and he went back to the locker room to get something or whatever maybe go to the bathroom and our coach was in the locker room and had his hands down the back of his pants digging in his butt like right. picking his butt and so from that point on this kid gave our coach the nickname man digging his duke all right and so it started off as like just this little secret hee 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 thing like the yeah. coach would be coming out and he'd be like oh man here comes man digging his duke <laughs> oh y'all guess what man digging his duke said to me today Oh, watch out, y'all. Man digging his duke on the way. That kind of thing, right? Right, right. And then he started becoming a little more brazen with it. Like, just saying it more openly. Man digging his duke. (laughs) Oh, uh, so-and-so. I hear what you're saying, uh, man digging his duke. He'd say it under his breath, and the coach would be like, what was that? He was like, yeah, it's uh, Coach so-and-so. I don't want to say the guy's name. I'm not trying to fucking... Put him on blast <laughs> like Patrick Lee. Right, right. He's an old man by now. and People will be looking him up on Facebook be like, what's up, man digging his duke? Well,
0: oh, man,
1: you can only get so brazen with such a nickname as man digging his duke, right? Before, Before he, he finds out after what after it the is. Other kids. Yeah, and that's what happened. Eventually, a kid on the team narked on him. Right. So I remember it was a Wednesday, and we had a home game. <laughs> which means I didn't go home after school. I stayed, got everything ready. They would do drills and stuff before the game. I think it was a Wednesday. So I'm sitting in the locker room, just sitting on a chair, you know, not really doing anything. And the coach comes in and dude, he, you ever see somebody walk into a room and just know like, Oh, he's mad about something. This dude was red in the face like the fucking Kool-Aid man. Man Man-digging his duke was mad. Had his hands on his hips, and he was just pacing back and forth. And I was like, what is he so mad about? (laughs) Didn't even consider that maybe it would be that whispers on the wind informed him that he was, in fact, man-digging his duke, right? And he goes, he's like, fellas, you know... I put a lot of heart and soul into coaching this team. I try to, you know, do my part to raise you young men to be respectful and honorable. And I find out it's all for nothing. And for a couple of weeks now, I've been hearing this phrase. And then he says this. And I'm like, Oh God, he knows he's man digging his Duke. Oh shit. He knows he's man digging his Duke and i'm I, at one point like i'm a little worried and sca- like cuz it's an awkward situation in it, but i also know i'm in the clear cuz i didn't dub the man digging your duke sir and so he's walking around he's like and and i'm just disappointed i, I view all you young men as 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 surrogate sons to me and he points at me and he goes even horse and he doesn't even play <laughs> on the team i'm like motherfucker Uh, why you gotta call me out i didn't name you man digging his duke and then he doesn't even say oh i heard he just goes i don't dig in my duke i didn't dig in my duke and like i mean voice cracking veins in his neck (laughs) pointing out and dude have you ever like i thought i was gonna have a heart attack (laughs) trying to stifle my laughter Like, cause you know, if I start laughing, that's over for me, fella. Yeah. Yeah. I don't dig in my duke and I don't appreciate this. And he points at the kid and he is like, and I know it was you. (laughs) You that came up with this nickname. Man digging his Duke. You're doing laps today, son. That's a big thing that fucking Southern football coaches they call everybody son. What do you yeah, think you're I'm doing there, there, son? Yeah. I want to see some hustle, son. I'm going to dig in my Duke, son.
0: I was on the football team in the seventh and ninth grade. <sighs> did you? And then I betrayed them and went to band. Did you ever catch your coach digging his Duke? No. <laughs> they had a funny name for him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> your coach had a funny name, too? Yeah, I can't remember what it was Oh, but it was shit something, something about pissing on his own balls Like, <laughs> <laughs> like his, his penis was short <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what the name was But that was what it was referencing It was another intimate moment Caught by somebody, you know
1: <laughs> Maybe Maybe our two coaches were Like brothers or cousins or something. (laughs) One likes piss on his own balls. (laughs) And one Uh, likes to dick in his dick. Don't dick in my dick.
0: Moral of the story is do not (laughs) be a junior (laughs) high coach. It's the worst thing you can do apparently. Moral of the story is. Honestly, middle schoolers are awful. Fuck you, they are, dude. Just, I I spent summers as a camp counselor, and, you know, anything over or under middle school is fine. Middle school is
1: the worst. Dude, you would, like, man-digging his duke is fucking... <laughs> that's small potatoes to the shit I saw being the quote-unquote manager of the JV football team. Yeah. <laughs> there was a kid who... Was a year older than me, maybe two years older than me, who had the nickname "draws," like dr- like the country way of saying your underpants. Like, man, you need to put on a pair of draws, son. You know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> that way, people can't see you digging your Duke. Um, and he had this. Uh, he had that nickname because when he was on the JV football team, they were doing weight training. And he was doing squats, and when he went to squat, he liquid sharded himself. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (sighs) Man digging his duke. Oh, man. So, yeah. Sorry, there's not a lot of Star Wars news, so I had to break into the vaults and and dust off man digging his duke.
0: We pulled that one out. Yeah. So...
1: The one I can bit. Of, see why it's in the vault, and I can see why it stays in the vault. Yeah, break in case of break in case of emergency in case type. In yeah. There's a little red mallet
0: there next <laughs> to
1: it. They um, that kid, man digging his Duke kid. Actually, I think he ended up getting not kicked out for the man digging his Duke incident, right? Um, but. For something else, he ended up getting kicked out of school. I don't know why this po- popped into my head, because it's probably something I should have gotten kicked out for. But that same year, I think it was the same year, maybe it was my sophomore year, I ripped a sink out of the wall by accident and didn't tell yeah. anybody. And I just peaced out and went home. Oh, my goodness. It was, uh... it was after drama practice. So it had to be my senior year. No, not my senior year, my sophomore year. And I went into the bathroom to change afterwards before my mom came to pick me up. And I stood up out of my chair and put my hand on the sink to steady myself. And that shit just came right out of the fucking wall, dude. Like, really? And water started spraying everywhere. So, you know what I did? I did what any responsible young man should do. I got the fuck out and didn't tell anybody. Right next monday showing up for school and there's like the the bathroom's all cordoned off so you can't go in there um that's man digging his duke whatever you do if you're listening to this podcast right now and you do coach jv sports or you're considering jv coaching jv sports don't let them catch you slipping Whatever yeah. you do. Just no slipping in that pimpin'. Keep the digging away from the Duke. And don't piss on your balls. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we've talked about a couple of times how excited we are for Star Wars Visions. That's the uh, Star Wars anime inspired anthology that's coming sometime this year. Right. Um, and we got a little bit of. News slash tie-in news about this this week. This comes from the (coughs) Star Wars book Twitter account at Delray Star Wars. They say this year, Star Wars Visions will bring all new creative takes on Star Wars from the world's best anime creators. Coming October 12th, an original novel inspired one of those animated tales. A Star Wars book quite unlike any before it. Star Wars Visions Ronin by Emma Candon. So we're getting a, and and they said, to be clear, this is not a novelization. This is an original novel. And to tell it, we're so thrilled to have a vibrant new voice in Emma Miko Candon joining the Star Wars author family. We can't wait to share more of Emma's story with you soon. So it looks like one of these um star wars visions anthology entries um they like so much that they're expanding on it and turning it into its own sort of spinoff book called ronin which you know that title alone well that got me pretty excited right um and i what i think besides you know being a, a book that I'm very interested in, and definitely will be checking out. I Think the interesting thing to to take away from this is <clears throat> with that book coming out in October, October twelfth. That might be a pretty good sign of when the show itself will start airing on Disney Plus, right? Right. It seems like they would want to have those come out around the same time, sort of play off of each other. So <clears throat> we have uh, Bad Batch, right, coming next month or just a little over a month really and that will take us have they announced how many episodes the first season is going to be i can't remember let's see yeah i don't think so <clears throat> um. yeah I can't find any yeah I can't find any information on how many episodes Bad Batch is going to be regardless you have to imagine that'll take us through a couple of months at least so May right. to July possibly and then a little bit of a break Visions in the fall sometime and then um book a boba so you know that's not half bad as far as star wars content goes and then you know we've got all that stuff getting added to disney plus um in a couple of weeks <laughs> so that's you know not too bad right a little more than i might have expected and it's nice. so like i've seen people talking online about oh Star Wars Visions is coming this year. Star Wars Visions is coming this year. And I couldn't find anything official that's that confirmed that. Right. Um, and I'm sure it was out there. I just couldn't find it. And it probably just didn't look hard enough. But to see them talking about it as being this year is, is pretty nice. Because that's what I'm pretty excited for.
0: You know, the title <laughs> Ronin, it just made me think that, you know, Ahsoka is basically a Ronin. Mm-hmm. You know, once once Order sixty six goes down, any leftover Jedi are all bronin at that point. Right. And even young Luke Skywalker, you know, doesn't have masters for very long. He himself is the Bronin.
1: Yeah, I mean I guess when you think about it that way, that is true, huh? Um because it's it's basically a samurai without a lord or master, right?
2: Right, right.
1: Um but yeah, I you know, as much as we've been talking about Star Wars animation over the past six years or whatever, and how we've wanted a Star Wars anime style animation series, like to finally be getting that, and not just that, getting like a a tie in novel, and and they're also doing a lot more ma- uh, manga type stuff. Like they've been doing adaptations of of books into mangas for a couple years now, but. To have that original High Republic one coming out. That's pretty sick. So I'm uh <coughs> real excited really for excited. that. Yeah. Yes. The one thing I would like to know is I, I really want them to start coming out with sort of some information, um, on what studios and stuff are involved, because. I think they announced that visions is 10 episodes and each one is done by a different studio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot of, there's no information on that yet. That's something I'm definitely, you know, uh, looking forward to finding out. Yeah, me too. You know what? Um, we should, we should, uh, we should pitch like we should try and get in the room and pitch a visions uh, short for season two to lucasfilm yes you want yes we should my mine would be droid digging his duke oh too soon <laughs> i don't know that it's that all that soon <clears throat> but yeah I'm just kidding um so yeah, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Well, there's a couple, maybe one other small thing. Um about old old Kevin Feige. Um So, you know, Kevin Feige is this like to a certain crowd, he's like this mythic unicorn that's going <laughs> to fucking ride in on a on on a Pegasus and save Star Wars from the evil Kathleen Kennedy. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then, you know, there's, of course, ever since he was announced to be involved in a Star Wars movie, there's been this whole thing of, oh, he's going to take Kathleen Kennedy's job. Oh, Kevin Feige. Oh, Daddy Feige. Notice me, Daddy. <laughs> um, And he did an interview uh, last week where he said that... Uh, he basically said he's not involved in anything star Wars beyond the movie that he signed on for. Right. Right. Um, including not any Disney plus stuff or anything like that. And, And like his quote was, I'm paraphrasing here. Basically my involvement with star Wars on Disney plus is getting up early every morning to watch the Mandalorian when it comes out. So, <coughs> you know, Basically just sort of putting some of that discourse to rest. Right. Although I'm sure it won't work because there's a whole infrastructure of
0: angry boys. I guarantee he's in those rooms. I mean, come on, like, of course, you know, of course they have Kevin Feige. Like, he's at the Disney property. They're going to get
1: his opinions on stuff just like anybody else. Yeah, but not in, in like a... Yeah, I mean, there's just this saying, whole, you know I mean? like, there's just this whole corny idea that there's some weird warring, warring faction in Lucasfilm, and you've got like old oh, the felonian Favreau, they're the bad boys, the bad boys side versus Kathleen Kennedy side, and there's no indication that such a thing is true. I have to say,
0: a, I don't think there's a sides thing. I think there's a talent. Uh, where talent meets, you know,
1: uh, ability. Uh, m- m- more like uh, talent and executive. Like, you have the people handling the executive side of things, and you have people handling the creative side of things. Yeah, this is, that's basically, yeah. And there's no indication that these two sides are at war. No. If you really enjoy The Mandalorian, that's awesome. You have... Kathleen Kennedy to thank for that is just as much as anybody else. Right, she's the one that got that shit going. So there are
0: there are people above her that are steering her to do certain things. You know, like
1: I'm sure everybody would. <clears throat> yeah, she has know. someone to answer to, just like Kevin Feige has someone to answer to, just like right. They've got bosses. Whoever, whoever wants runs are. yeah, it's just that's how it goes yeah, that's the industry. <clears throat> so that's it for this week, as far as things to discuss. Whew. Just
0: to be honest, like the name of the company is Lucasfilm, right? Like, and I feel like if everybody there is dedicated to preserving and advancing what George Lucas did, like everything will be good. Like is that if that's what your goal is and you work at Lucasfilm, like all the other shit'll work out. Like you just
1: <coughs> keep soldiering on doing the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, So, do you want to hear from our friends, our moisture farmer buddies? I do. Let's jump into that.
0: Kia D! Kia, D.
1: Kia, D. Kia D. Cockhead! The only Jedi master who can crash box Kia D. Cockhead! Running around so you Cockhead. He's a big Suri stud. He loves to split chicks with his butt. Kea D cockhead. To stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty, D cockhead. What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be
0: plumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead. Herb, Carcade, Harzberger, Carcade,
1: Will Win, Carcade, Goose Payne,
3: Chalkin. G Money,
1: Carcade, King Tom,
3: Chalkin. Joe, Carcade, G and D, Carcade,
1: Alright. All right. Uh, first up, we got our buddy Jim. We haven't heard from Jim in a couple weeks. Let's hear what he has to say
3: nice halls and will good evening how are you guys doing tonight i uh i've for the last few weeks i've had one thing stuck in my head and that is seeing pre-sarlacc boba fett uh now you know just having tomorrow morrison voice him over have some guy that's the exact size of og boba and just seeing something new with that old outfit man oh i just hope book of boba fett is called book because it's going over you know old shit uh i don't see him going too far in the same timeline as mando so hopefully it's a mainly a a bunch of flashbacks and how he got to this point but uh what would you guys think of that i mean are you hoping for it i because i I sure am i just want to see (laughs) <laughs> Old school boba kicking some ass, but uh I'd love to hear what you guys think and hope you're doing well and ignite the green
1: um I mean, yeah, that sounds kick ass to me, and honestly seems like we're gonna get that to an extent right yeah <laughs> I don't know about the whole the the show not taking place much after the end credit scene where we saw him and Fennec Shand uh, taking over Jabba's palace from old Bib Fortuna. Right. Um, I think that's probably, if I had to guess, that's going to be the main thread of the show. Um, for one, that means we're going to get a lot more kick-ass Fennec Shand. Um, and I'm a big fan of that character. So I'm all about that. Two, uh, I want to see Boba going up against some other, like, crime lords and stuff.
0: That'd be cool.
1: Like, you got to imagine somebody else uh, is going to be interested in that old Jabba the Hutt territory, right? Right. And is going to think they can step to Boba Fett and Fennec Shand? Bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> I want to see what Boba does with the place, with Jabba's palace, now that he's taking it over, right? Yeah. Right. Is he going to spruce it up a bit? He's going to put his own little um, twist on things, you know. That could be cool. That yeah. could be cool. And uh, you know what I think would be really cool is if it ends with him with something leading him to go join back up with Mando and Mando's crew. Yeah. <laughs> so that way, it would then. Is sort of how the end of Mandalorian season two leads in the book of Boba Fett. I would like to see book of Boba Fett then lead into Mandalorian season three. Right. That'd be cool. Yeah. <clears throat> but Do I you think
0: he's still a rancor down there. Or you think he's got some other beast?
1: Well, the rancor is RIP. I mean, obviously dead. Right. <clears throat> um, And I don't know. Do you think that's Boba's style to keep a big, Rancor or any kind of big monster in a pit to surprise people with Boba seems like he would be a little more hands on with that sort of know. thing um, I oh. mean it's just such an, a classic trap mm-hmm. it definitely right is.
0: there in front of Jabba I, I just can't, thought it would be used again you know what I mean like
1: I kind of wonder if there's going to be if we'll see down in the Rancor pit and if we do if there'll be like a maybe
0: it just has a personal dungeon
1: like, maybe it's just... Or barracks. Not barracks. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, bat cave
0: kind of thing?
1: <laughs> Not a bat cave. It's, an, it's another word for, like, a prison or a holding area. Not barracks. The gulag. Not the, gu- <laughs> Not the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But what I was going to say is, like, if we see down in that Rancor pit, it'd be kind of cool to see that half-closed door with a giant Rancor... Skull, corpse, yeah, holding it open. It'd be pretty gnarly, but it could also be pretty cool. And that seems like the perfect kind of little visual reference that they like to put into that, this kind of stuff, right? Right. Um, but also, you know, back to Jim's thing, I don't rule out seeing quite a bit of Boba Fett flashback stuff, and I think it being called the Book of Boba Fett, like he said, is exactly for that reason um and you know there's a lot of uh backstory for boba that you can tell between the last time we saw him in clone wars and then you know i guess technically uh a new hope would be the next time we see him in the canon i'm sure there's something in between though where people would be like well don't forget about this i'll be like well i forgot about that <laughs> Too busy digging in my Duke. I <laughs> was but uh lost in the sauce. <laughs> lost in the sauce. Oh man. But um Yeah, I'm uh I'm I mean obviously I'm really looking forward to it and hopefully I'm um hopefully we will see some flashbacks. I mean, like I said, you know, on a Steel show with Corey that he did, Corey was hinting pretty heavily at seeing some flashbacks to the Sarlacc pit, and you got to imagine they're going to go further than that at some point. Yeah. and I'm a big fan of Steel's idea of the different stages of Boba's armor being there to as like a visual clue to where you are in the yeah. timeline of the Book of Boba.
0: It certainly would help.
1: Yeah, and it's it's a really cool way and an easy visual way to get around that sort of confusion i think i think so too all right next up um, let's hear from jacob jacob sent us a voicemail let's hear what he has to say
2: Hi, Haas and Will. This is Jake here from Nebraska, and I'm just calling this week to uh, ask you guys a question. So I really like uh, BBC animal documentaries, uh, usually narrated by David Attenborough, and I was just wondering if you guys could have basically an animal documentary set in the Star Wars universe what creatures or aliens would you like to see it focus on and which star wars character would you like narrating it see to me i can imagine a wolf wolf documentary narrated by lor santeca i think that would be sweet it'd be like a spiritual experience man might make me join the church of the force so let me know what you guys think and also haze her uh, messaging you on Twitter about Highlander. I uh, checked out Highlander 2, The Quickening and that movie is bananas. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. I enjoyed it but man, I just want to know whose bizarre fever dream that movie was. So, thanks again guys for the great podcast. Check you later.
1: Yo, I, I did warn you, Jacob, about how bad Highlander 2 is I said yeah, I think you should check it out just to see how bad it is. But I think it has to go down in history as one of the worst sequels to a really good movie. Like Highlander 2 is He is right, it is bananas. Um ooh, Animal Star Wars Animal Animal documentary. Now, you know this one hits this it's close to home for me. Will knows I like a good animal documentary. I do. What was the one we used to watch every morning before work? Oh, it was the Big Cat Diaries. Big Cat Diaries that way. It's KK. Everybody look, it's KK. And a cubs, KK. That's the one I remember is KK. Uh Um, You know, that is where, by the way, for all our listeners... And for long-time listeners, that is the origin of me believing I could pet a big cat. And mine and Will's debate about whether I could pet a big cat is watching Big Cat Diaries. That goes back years. That's where it comes from. Yeah. Um, who would you? What kind of Star Wars? Okay. First off, let's let's get the animals out of the way, and then we'll try to settle on a a, a narrator or a presenter. So for me, like, one that I think would be real fascinating to learn about would be the Sarlacc, right? The Sarlacc would be cool. <laughs> just uh, its biology and, like, where do it come from? And do they move or do they just stay in one place and get bigger and bigger? I want to know these things. <clears throat> you got any, Will? The, I mean, things that would be really cool. The crate Dragon mm-hmm. would
0: be cool to me. Uh, the Space Whales that would be majestic the yeah uh let's see of the life of a Porg. you know think about all the drone shots for the island and the surf and stuff like It'd be
1: like fucking march of the penguins and shit yeah um i could see a, a really interesting documentary about the the fucking sea creatures on naboo that shit would freak me out a little bit i don't oh, like oh that would be cool i don't like I don't like big shit in the water, like as it's a concept. Like Phalacophobia. What is that?
0: The fear of large bodies of water and what they could possibly contain.
1: What is it called? What is it though? Thalassophobia. Thalassophobia.
0: I believe, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> yeah, I
1: don't. I don't fucks with. Link. Concept of a giant squid freaks me out. Like I am not one of those Army. dudes that would want to be dropped. I mean, in that's a-
0: rational fear. Yeah, like, right? I don't the want to be sea is not the medium by which I am a dominant no, you know, on the food chain. Like when you go out on the sea in a boat, you instantly become not not the pinnacle of the food chain.
1: I it I think I can trace my fear of that stuff back to at least two things from when I was really young. One was seeing jaws, probably yeah. way too young. And yeah. that, of Imagine course,
0: seeing that too young messing you up because that's a good move. It well, is a though. very like good. I mean, cinematically, like
1: I a- really, I love Jaws. There's no yeah. doubt, but that fucked with me when I was a kid. <clears throat> and um, I remember being convinced when I was very young, like maybe five or six, that a great white shark could, like, slide up onto the beach, and eat somebody and then like, slither back into the water and swim off and just being like, fuck. I don't know what gave me that impression. For all I know, my dad told me that to fuck with me, you know?
0: That's a move that orcas pull. Killer whales, they'll do that chasing seals Uh, on the ice, but I think they only do it on the ice because they can slide back in the water because it's slick or whatever.
1: Um, Or maybe they'll do it on the beaches too. I don't know. Um man. Uh I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, and the other thing that freaked me out is going to Disney World when I was really young. Once again, five or six. And it's a ride that's not around anymore. But they used to have this two twenty thousand leagues under the sea, two thousand, whatever. Like it was a submarine ride where you got in a submarine and went underwater. And at yeah. one point you see a giant fucking squid and you're looking out like the portholes in the submarine and that shit fucking terrified me. I remember oh, yeah. being like, yo, I don't want to be here right now. And you know, it's all claustrophobic and shit. And I was like, get me out of here. Yo, we oh, need goodness. to leave now. There's a giant octopus out there. Y'all <laughs> fuck this. Um, who would you like to see narrate which star wars character would you like to have narrate these nature documentaries
0: this may seem ridiculous but but plocoon would be good Mm -hmm. like that deep voice and let me something about that sound
1: would be neat you know we could always fucking give old d bradley baker another check and have one of the clones do it
0: hey Yeah, why not? (laughs) We could... uh, I was like, you could get Ewan McGregor to do it.
1: You know, I was thinking Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon would be pretty good. Ooh, Liam Neeson would be money, son. That's a money. Um, Who else? I don't don't dislike his idea of Lor San Tekka. Obviously, who I I think...
0: I believe he died recently, Christopher Plummer.
1: No, that was... That's Max von Sydow. Oh, Max von Sydow. Yeah. is Who is Laura Santeca. I see. Um, obviously, who I think probably has the best sort of narration voice would be James Earl Jones. But it'd be oh, weird yeah. to hear Darth Vader narrating a fucking nature documentary like... I'd still get down with
0: it. I I would think it because he wouldn't do it in Darth Vader style.
1: Right, but the like we're the, the conceit of the question is which Star Wars character. So that would mean it would be Darth Vader, right?
0: Oh yeah. And that's like true.
1: what what would lead to that? Like, damn, the Emperor's not providing for Vader enough financially, so he's got to take voiceover gigs on the side. That's, that's brutal, man. Um beyond the Wambas. The Wampus Snow documentary. Yeah, that would be another one I'd like to see. I mean, that's basically like fucking, what is it? Finding Bigfoot? Chasing Bigfoot? That's basically what that nature documentary would be about the wampus. All right. Let's see who we got next. I think that's it for voicemails. Let's see what Utah... Utah. 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 Dougie. Dougie. Has to say. He says, okay, so this one might be crazy, but Kevin Bacon as Thrawn. Love oh. it or hate it, Dougie. I'm down all day. Let me look at, what's the, I mean, I know what fucking, you know, 1980s, 90s Kevin Bacon looks like. You know what? I could kind of see it. Yeah, I can totally dig it. I can kind of see it. All right, Kevin Bacon. What's old Kevy Bakey been up to lately?
0: Sixty-two. He was was the villain in a in a X Men movie, wasn't he? Like the original one, the first first class.
1: Yeah, he was. fuck what's the character's name Not Sinestro, is it it's sebastian sebastian shaw sebastian shaw there you go there you go man my, one of my favorite pieces of kevin bacon um acting is that fucking direct tv i think it was direct tv kevin bacon commercial he did where he was playing the world's biggest kevin bacon fan do you oh, remember yeah. that and he had like I the bald wig and stuff yeah
0: Kevin Bacon's a good actor.
1: So, the, <laughs>
0: it's very American of us to so. say.
1: I'm I'm looking on um. I'm looking on his Wikipedia page right now, and I haven't looked at his filmography. But the last entry under acting career is in 2015. He said in a Huff- Huffington Post interview that he'd like to return to the Tremors franchise. However, Bacon doesn't appear in Tremors Five Bloodline. <laughs> yep. Man, tremors. Talk about a TBS movie, a movie that played all the time on TBS that I have seen. Mm, I think you'd be a billion times. I think it's just wasted money not to give
0: oh Kevin Bacon his own tremors movie. Like you don't have to bring back the other dude. Or or Reba McIntyre.
1: I don't know, man. I think you gotta bring back the other dude. Like that dude has faithfully
0: has he been in every tremors? Yes,
1: man. He's faithfully okay. f- carried the fucking flag first couple. No, dude. That has been like he has been paying his mortgage on those Trimmers movies, <laughs> bro.
0: He said bread and butter, bread and butter.
1: Um Yeah.
0: So like he said sci fi money, sci fi checks can't, can't, they uh they they cash just fine.
1: Poor fella, like, yeah, I would, no, nah, man, I don't think you can cut him out of, cut him out of the Tremors franchise just because old, just because bacon's in the pan, you know what I'm saying? What is that dude's name? Fucking, he's the guy from, um, the. Like he's
0: been in a ton of other stuff.
1: Well, he was the dad in the Michael J. Fox sitcom. What was that one oh, called? Yeah. My dad used to love that because
0: Michael J Fox
1: was um Michael
0: Gross Michael Gross Family ties. Family ties, there you go. Oh, I can't want to say family matters. But it was like that is not it. That
1: is not family it. Family matters is Steve Urkel. Yeah. Or Stefan Urkel if you're nasty. Dude,
0: I thought that was you know, you know how you are a 90s 80s 90s kids cuz if you thought Stefan Urkel was cool as hell and loved when he showed up. Like,
1: I just remember it totally being like, damn, I wish I had that Stefan Urkel machine. Yeah, right.
0: I was like, where is my porta uh, porta potty that turns me into a badass?
1: So the last, the last Tremors movie to release was in 2020, and it was Tremors, Shrieker Island. And sure enough, Michael Gross. That's the seventh seventh Tremors movie the one before that was Trimmers, A Cold Day in Hell in 2018
0: he must be an ammo making machine man and I'd love to know what the story is is it like a just a, everything a wasteland or you know I should go I'll go look it up
1: you don't know you know what we should do Tremors watch party <laughs> yeah we should have you should come over and we'll watch all seven Tremors movies in a row oh yikes 14 hours of tremors I think I'll have the tremors after that
0: I think 1 and 2 is about all I can stand
1: I think i think they start getting
0: wings in 3
1: I think I've seen I would say at least the first 3 or 4 Um. Alright We got one more uh, and this is from our buddy sam howdy halls and will if i heard it right halls had a birthday last sunday hope you had a great day man march 21st happens to also be my birthday and made my day knowing that i had a birthday buddy like halls burkhart oh that's cool buddy happy birthday awesome. we do have the same birthday so along the lines of partying i wondered what your ideal party in star wars universe would look like for the both of you would it be the be- would it who would be the best host what about the music the food what distinguished guest would you want to have there? What le- location would you have it in? For me, I feel like Dexter Jester would be a great party planner and he'd whip up some awesome food. I'd also love to have it on one of the Gungan cities underwater where you can get loud without waking up the neighbor- neighbors other than the giant fish. Anyways, thanks, fellas, for a great show and have an awesome week. Best. Sam. Well, thank you, buddy. Um, uh, Man, so... Not the question he asked. This is not the question he asked. <clears throat> but the party in Star Wars, in any of the movies, that seems like the most fun to attend, got to be the Ewok party at the end of Return of the Jedi without the a question. The Ewok party.
0: Like, it, it looks like they were <laughs> throwing down a Coruscant, pulling statues down, too. I bet the city-planet-wide the, the, the city planet party was pretty cool in Coruscant.
1: Yeah, but I think according to the aftermath novels, like shortly after we saw that statue come down da- come down, fucking Coruscant Security came in and fucking busted up the joint. Oh wow. So I'm telling you, man. Ewok party. Ewok party. It's a who's who of great characters. You yeah, got the really Ewoks. Is. They're you jamming the
0: heroes of the resist- the rebellion. Yeah.
1: Lando, Luke, Leia, Han, Wedge. Nyan Nam Admiral Akbar. Uh, you know. The the group Darth Vader's funeral at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you don't even gotta go to that. I mean, maybe go get a fucking get a couple of souvenirs once the fires died down. Maybe grab that helmet and sell it to an emo kid twenty years later. You know what I mean? Make a little cash on the collectible market. Yeah. Um but if you, uh, you bought that off an Ewok, that would be too good. That would be too <laughs> juicy fucking people like they're they're cooking up tasty food you don't ask you don't ask what this roasted meat you're eating you know maybe there's a weird chunk of white plastic armor in it no need to wonder you know they're being hospitable Uh, right now as far as planning your own star wars party location host etc etc what do you think will
0: I think it'd be cool to bring some huge sort of band to that galactic auditorium that Palpatine and um, Anakin are in. Uh-huh. Like, if you could bring the best Star Wars band, and then, you know, just the credits you would make from that one
1: concert would be enough. Oh, let's go see the Toodle Fruits. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <coughs> Um, so that is that location would be cool to see a concert. Other than in. that, a super fancy jam,
0: like a canto bite scene, like mm. a little, uh, you know, a little dice house, little fancy tuxedos, drinks, exquisite food.
1: I feel like that would quickly devolve into the casino night episode of The Office. That's what that would be perfect. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so, I would say my perfect location, like Cloud City seems like a pretty cool place to have a party. That would be cool. Um, Just don't get wasted around the edge. Yeah. There's no rails. You like, and your buddies just... get wasted and you start freezing each other in carbonite Just see what happens. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'd be, I want to be frozen in carbonite digging my duke. Oh my <clears throat> um. Cloud City would be a cool place to have a party. Uh, the Outlander Club. King Tom and I talked about something related to the Outlander Club on the last uh, Masters of Harvest, Kossi. Um That's the club they go to in Attack of the Clones. Oh, with the Clone Club. Um. In, um. you know, you know when they're chasing Zam Wessel. It's the oh, that place. Okay, yeah, right. the the all Coruscant right. Club. That's all neon and stuff. That seems like a pretty kicking place to have a party. Although it also kind of seems like, in in some ways, it kind of seems like the Star Wars version of Buffalo Wild Wings, because they got the giant TVs showing all the sports and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Who would I want to have as a host? I don't know, man. Like I go back, like I go back to Cloud City related stuff, and I kind of think Lando is is your party host of choice, right? Lando seems know. like... I don't know, man. Until he sells you to the Empire? That, okay, we've got that one moment in all of Lando history, though. Not to get all robot oh, But you're on.
0: specifically referencing Cloud City. like. Well, I don't mean... The scene of his treachery.
1: I don't mean that party him. that he's hosting. I just think, in general, the kind of party that Lando would, would host that he would I mean, throw I agree with you. would be pretty spectacular. Yeah. Like
0: I bet Han Solo and Chewbacca get down. Like I bet the kind of party they host is like, you know, a, a keg and racing.
1: That's what I was about to say. A Han Solo and Chewbacca party seems like a party that I've been to a hundred times in my real life. <laughs> You know what I mean? It seems kind of like the party that Goose would host.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. Or, that would be cool.
1: Or uh, yeah, it would be like you know, the grills going. Maybe it's a a crawfish boil. You know what I mean? There'd yeah. be a lot of food because Chewie's involved. Be some right? Some swoop bike racing. Yeah, yeah. I'm screaming because Han is driving too fast, and not wearing a helmet, and I'm along for the ride. Yeah. <clears throat> um But like, okay, peace and love, love Luke Skywalker, doesn't seem like he would host the greatest party.
0: Oh, no. I hope you like room temperature
1: hummus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. If the episode title hadn't already been decided as man digging his duke, (laughs) room temperature hummus (laughs) would be it. Room temperature hummus is fucking strong second place. (laughs) <laughs> i gotta give it up to you on that one buddy but like a party at java's palace seems too skeevy like that's the kind of party i don't want to go oh, to yeah you know what i mean yeah like that's the kind of party where you're all hanging out having you're a couple of beers that oh, you took the words right out of my mouth it's <laughs> gonna say it's the kind of party you're having a couple of beers or cocktail and next thing you know bib fortuna pulls out a light bulb and starts out smoking out of it and you're like <laughs> oh, this is not my jam. And then you're like awkwardly trying to. Because of distance. Yeah. Oh, This reminds me, okay. I'm going to have to ask Jesse if it's okay to keep this story in. So I may have to cut this out. (laughs) But a couple of years into us dating, we went to Texas. Uh, You know, we go to Texas under normal circumstances, non-pandemic circumstances, once or twice a year, because that's where our family is. And this one time when we were going, um, we stayed with one part of her family and then we were going to drive to Dallas to see her sister who was going to college there in between there. We made a stop to see one of her old high school friends. I won't say any names. Her old high school friend um, was hanging out at an apartment with a bunch of dudes. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So we go to visit her. This is like one of Jesse's best friends. And we go over and open the door, and there's a dude sleeping in a recliner in the doorway. So Jesse's just easily able to step around the recliner. Meanwhile, my chair can't fit by. So I'm literally sitting in the door this whole time. Right? Like, hello from the outside, right? Just looking <laughs> in on this apartment. And the the dudes that are awake are fucking scummy. They are making the corniest cringiest jokes talking about it's clear they all kind of want to hook up with jesse's friend and they're all joking about it and i'm like why are we doing this couldn't we have gone to a neutral location i'm too old for this shit and then as the 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 visit is wrapping up the guy in the recliner finally wakes up and we go through the apartment into their back out the back door and we're all smoking a cigarette just before we leave right before we get back in the car and start driving towards Dallas <laughs> and we're talking and these dudes have an upstairs neighbor that comes down to hang out and he starts dropping some hardcore racist terms oh some real real hardcore stuff and yeah. Jesse and I make eye contact the kind of eye contact where you make with someone where you're like that's it were you ready to go yep let's go so we're like okay guys we got a we got a bit of a drive to dallas we're gonna go so i open their back door and she pushes me up into their kitchen and sitting on the counter is a fucking meth light bulb nice and i was like oh that's how all these people are getting down huh all right let's get the fuck out of here so you talking about meth at Chavez palace getting broken out it's kind of what reminded me of that, all right. Um, like there's probably pathogens
0: floating around in there, too. You know, like it's not the cleanest place. No, no, man. You do not want to take a you know, a space lady from the Jabba's Palace.
1: Well, like, I feel like you go to a, 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 a party at Jabba's Palace. And if you leave and you're like, I want to go there again, whew, you might want to re-examine your life. There's the, some the shady shit going on. The
0: danger of with a gangster
1: is that if you piss him off, he will kill you. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it earlier. You could get dropped in a fucking Sarlacc, or a, a, a Sarlacc pit, a Rancor pit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Fights break out. And fucking, yeah, you might get to listen to some sweet tunes from Max Rebo, but... Is it that worth it? I don't think so. Ladies on chains? No, thank you. Not my scene. Not my scene. Frankly, I'm a little disappointed in you, Boba Fett, for hanging out so long. I hope you turn that shit around in the Book of Boba Fett. If Book of Boba Fett kicks off with him sitting on Jabba's uh, throne, or not even Jabba's throne, that throne, (coughs) smoking Star Wars meth, I'm going to be, oh God, why'd they do me like this?
0: I see him sitting on that throne demanding tribute from all local area mobsters and having it like all piled up in front of him.
1: See, I see him not even sitting on that throne very long. I see him as a man of action out there fucking cleaning up the Tatooine streets.
0: Well that's it. The one the ones who don't bring him tribute, that's where he goes
1: out I and see. gets some action. <clears throat> all right. Well, I think that'll uh I think that'll do it for us this week, buddy. Thanks for uh, taking the time to record. Oh man, thanks for having me. Sorry, there wasn't a whole lot to go over.
0: No, dude, anything's better than nothing.
1: I guess that's true.
0: And talking to you is better than nothing at all, too. So, well, <laughs>
1: thank you. Um, I'd,
0: I'd, that sounds—I'd <laughs> rather do nothing than talk with you. So, wait, any, any excuse to talk with you is—is <laughs> is what I meant to say. I see. Um, not, uh, not that
1: you know. <laughs> <through> nothing, <laughs> uh, you know, could be worse. I could, could have
0: missed my podcast day, and that would have made really me sad.
1: It could have been smoking meth in Java's palace. <laughs> Anyways, oh man, you wouldn't come out of that
3: the same. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: That's, that's a real, changing. that's a real Breaking Bad situation right there. That's uh, that's taking the ship onto the rocks. Well, guys, uh, if you haven't already, please leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcast. It really helps us out. Uh, And if you haven't already, check out Stoned Cobra. They're the band that was kind enough to provide the music for our theme song. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And until next week, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Hal's Burkhart. And I'm Will Wynn. Man digging his Duke.
3: Mm. May
2: the Force be with us.